Welcome to Maximized Living with Dr. Rosie May, a teaching ministry designed to encourage you to seek a healthy lifestyle through nutrition, time, and stress management. We hope to emphasize the importance of honoring the vessel God has given us stewardship over, our bodies, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Here now is Dr. Rosie. Welcome to Max Living Radio. My name is Dr. Rosie Main, coming here every week to inspire you to start changing your life from the inside out. And I am very, very excited today. I uh, have a message, um, well, a guest actually, that's going to share a message uh, that's been very relevant to uh, today, what's going on with this whole virus situation. Um, So I am excited to have him. He's a pastor that actually flew in from California to join us at an event we had this weekend uh, where we showed two um, films that had to do um, with uh, just uh, the situations with vaccines um, and just information that uh, is so vital to know. And uh, some of these um, uh, people that were there um, understand that, you know, here in Idaho, we have the ability to choose our health freedoms um, when it comes to the decisions of whether we want to vaccinate or not. And a lot of times, you know, that's what we love Idaho, um, that we get to do that. And we want to keep those rights. So Health Freedom Idaho, um, we uh, did this event and we had Dr. Andrew Wakefield from uh, the movie The Act 1986 and Dr. Judy Mikovits, who has been known uh, for uh, her movie and when she was at uh, called The Plandemic. And so we want to just uh, share a message of these decisions we have to make here going forward with um, vaccines and whether, you know, we should accept that or not. And so it's uh, very hard to decide what to do. And so um, Pastor Steve Plog, 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 okay, Uh, he's going to share this message, and I just want him to um, start here and have his way. Hold on. Thank you, Dr. Rosie. Very inspiring weekend we've had together to hear Dr. Andrew Wakefield and Dr. Judy Mikovits, two real truth warriors who have been speaking the truth and suffering for it, and as a result are uh, are making head- headway, though, in, in getting the news to us about how to get well and stay well and that's certainly been a big part of my ministry and heart to see people healed in Jesus name in their spirits and their bodies as Jesus did so many years ago and is still doing today and uh, what a privilege to be a part of it. My uh, story that I shared with you a little bit earlier is that of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. It was so moving to read that again and to have your family there to hear it and and to see how God worked in the lives of these three men who refused to bow down to the idol that King Nebuchadnezzar had made, and everyone up to that point was bowing down, but the threat of not submitting was to be thrown into a fiery furnace. And these three men, even though they were men of responsibility within his kingdom, would not do it. And so he brought them in and uh, challenged them to bow down and they refused and their response was oh king we really don't need to answer you in this uh, because 
we cannot bow down to your idol. Our God is able to deliver us from this fiery furnace that you have made, and yet, even if he doesn't, we will not bow down to this idol. And then they were thrown into the furnace. In fact, the men that carried them up there to throw them in were burned to death instantly because the furnace was so hot uh, by just having to do that assignment. Uh, and yet these three men not only were found alive walking around inside the furnace, but there was seen another person, uh, an angel actually walking in there with them. There were four of them. And they ended up realizing that uh, Christ was there with them too. And when Nebuchadnezzar saw this, he called them out. They came out of the furnace. They were alive. They didn't smell like smoke. Their hair wasn't singed. Their clothes were totally normal. God had delivered them. And he himself began to realize his error and commanded his entire kingdom to worship the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I think there's a, a, a picture there for us because we are now being called to uh, bow down to this uh, virus and to stop working and to stop uh, associating with one another and to stop meeting together. And yet there is a parallel in that we have a God who has called us to be light and salt wherever we are, and we need to do that and not shrink back from that. And to whatever extent we are called to bow down to the, the God of this age, whether it's wearing a mask at an inappropriate time or whether it's um, not meeting together, we have to say humbly, and that's a really important thing, not out of anger, not out of pride, but in humility, no, I have to do this. My God has given me an assignment for me to be here now and to share this with those that are listening, and I have to follow through. Um, so I'm inspired by their story, and I think uh, there's relevant things for us to learn from this, and especially as it relates to uh, government shutdowns and uh, control of people's health and their bodies. And I, I love what you said, even if... And I think that that's where the main point that you told us today as we got together and prayed with my family. And um, that even if that sometimes we, we're anxious about what's going on, uh, we're in fear and we're in doubt. And so we follow whatever we get told to do. And I think that sometimes we just forget that we need to just trust um, in, in, in God, but also even if... And that's where it gets kind of hard. And with the, the story with now and how it's relevant to the decision making that we need to do. Um, and again, going back to will we allow, you know, uh, an injection with the vaccine? I know that there's a lot of controversy with this, but as Christians, and I know some of you know and some of you don't, but one of the biggest things that we have to truly understand is that when these vaccines are being made, they're made with aborted fetal tissue and that's what one thing i always come here and try to you know tell you like get rid of toxins like mercury and all that and getting rid of that is one thing but when you mentioned to me that there is some pieces or some fragments or whatever you want to call it of aborted fetal tissue that has been used you know for many 
uh, vaccines. I myself, just with that one thing, I made a decision for my family not to get vaccinated. And that's where we go back to our freedoms and our, the right to choose. Whether you do or not in your household, that's totally up to you. But when we get forced to do something or mandated to do something that does not jive with your um, belief system, that's when you, you, you have to stand for what you truly believe and what you feel is best living um, in, in God, with God's principles. And so that's where, uh, as, as it gets closer, it's like, what will you do? Will you bow down to, you know, like this, this king is God? Or will you like Abshak, what are their names? Yishak and Abednego. <laughs> yes. Um, I always <laughs> confuse our names, but definitely it's something that it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, but, but when you talk about to them what you just told me, that, that joy that they had. Mm. That, so, so let them know about that. Well, we, we were just reflecting on, you know, what, what, what was it inside of those three men that allowed them to be able to say, no, we're not going to bow down, uh, even if he doesn't deliver us. It's not a question of he will, and, and if he starts to not, then I'm going to have to change my mind. Uh, even if he doesn't, we won't. And I, I was asking the question, do you think, what do you think was the motive behind that? And I was asking you and your family that question because I believe that any of us could do that. It, it sounds like these were superheroes and they had some kind of amazing ability to do what no other human could do. And fortunately, they wrote it down so we can read about it today, but it'll never happen today, of course. But I don't think that's true. I believe that what they experienced, because I think the Spirit moved in the Old Testament as he does today, I think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were born again. I think they were filled with Christ's Spirit. They didn't understand it as well as we do today after the cross and after the New Testament, but they knew enough that to bow down to that idol would mean to lose that closeness, that intimate closeness of Christ. And in, and they had the book of Psalms, which said in Psalm 16, in your presence is fullness of joy. Surely they knew that. Surely they had experienced that. And for them to bow down to that idol would mean, as Christ said later, you know, if you deny me, I will deny you. You must not Recant, you must not deny that I am your God, that I am the one that you follow and serve. If you do, you will lose that relationship, at least if you do it long enough. Uh, there are people that have done it briefly, like Peter, and God was able to forgive and bring them back, but we certainly don't want to test him and see how long we can keep doing that. So these men uh, knew that for the joy that was set before them, they could go through this. Yes, they would have to die. Yes, it would hurt. But in the end, they would spend the rest of eternity in the presence of the living God, knowing the joy of being with him forever and ever. And that, I think, could allow any of us to go through that if we simply realize the cost to give up and the joy and the blessing to not. And simply, just like them, we just need to remember and maybe remind ourselves of these decisions we make for, like I always talk about here on our radio show, just for our health. And 
when you talk about now how all this social distancing has kind of made us very angry people because we, you know, some people believe in wearing masks, some people believe in not wearing a mask, and, you know, churches now being asked to close or whatever the case is, I really feel that sometimes we need to step up and and really make decisions uh, for ourselves. But when we get told by authority to, you know, whether obey the laws, and we know that we need to obey the laws, but the reality is sometimes we need to take a stance. And I want you to talk about that because it's very difficult as Christians to not obey authority sometimes. And so just follow the rules and um, how, and I guess my question for you is, what shall we do? You know, how do we do this where we want to not offend and we don't want to, you know, sometimes we need to protect those people with um, mm-hmm. immune systems that are low. So, so talk about that. Well, I think it's um, one of the things that we have to realize is that I believe, especially if you read the Gospel of John, you'll see there this intimate relationship that exists between Christ and the Father. Jesus said, I can do nothing except it be what I see the Father doing. And as you and I go through our day, we have our plans, we have our, our, our agendas, we have what we have to do at this time, all these appointments, whatever it might be. But we also have to go out with an understanding that God is going to be sovereign over that. And we have to let him be free to change our day, change our schedule, change the things that are going to be happening. And I could give some kind of blanket principle to you right now and say, oh, Christians should always do this. Uh, But it wouldn't always work in every circumstance, in every situation. What I can say, though, is that Christians should always stay close to Jesus. And as you do, as you begin to recognize his voice speaking to you in your heart, day by day, moment by moment, he will say, turn left here. He will say, go down there. There's someone who needs to be here, the good news. He will say, don't speak now. He will say, uh, stop and listen to me. I want to give you some good encouragement. Or I want to bless you just with my love and my peace and my joy. And we have to, in a sense, be tuned into that station that radio station, uh, K Jesus, we'll call it, <laughs> and and nobody else is listening to it, but you and I have in our hearts the Holy Spirit that can tune us into that station and be listening constantly for adjustments, for changes, for things that happen. I've had times where I've worn masks and people have appreciated it because they are living in a state of fear and it protects them and they feel love from me because I wore a mask in their presence. I didn't do it for myself, I did it for them. And they thanked me. And I think that uh, sometimes is, is appropriate, but other times it's not. And what, what we always need to do, though, I think, is say, Lord, this is your day. This is your life that you gave to me, and I want to live it for you, and I want to listen to you, and I want to do whatever you want me to do in any moment of this day. So, Lord, guide me, and I will follow you, no matter what the cost. Amen. And I love that. And that's where it's beautiful because, yeah, there is a time and place for everything. And I think that we just need to, again, know that and, and just love people and, and respect their uh, where they're at. Um, and sometimes people are just in fear right now. So I want to talk about that fear because sometimes people fear because they don't know. And 
they don't really truly understand how powerful their immune system is that God gave them to heal. And so when we come on this show, we talk about how vital it is uh, to honor the, the terrain inside our bodies and remove those things that interfere that don't allow us to function the way he designed and succumb to disease. And so when we talk about diseases, dyshyphen ease, your body is no longer at ease because of all the you know, either stinking thinking thoughts, the fear, the anxiety, the stress, or sometimes interference, you know, physically, um, you know, where there's interference with the, uh, the toxins and the deficient nutrients that are in today's um, nutrition. So I know that you are also an expert in some of these uh, nutritional things that you teach on your post, uh, your blog. I think plogs post. Plogs post, yeah. Yeah, plogs. I always say plogs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> plogs post. His last name is P L O G S. Well, plog, right? Right. P L O G. And so, we want to talk about how to improve your terrain because the germ, the virus, is not what's causing these issues with people who are getting sick and dying. Unfortunately, is that we got to remember that we live in a world that is no longer the way God designed and it's been altered. And so even the food that we eat is no longer God's food, it's man's food. And so when we talk about changing what you do, so um, we want to start really improving and just being, being the best we can. We can't live in a bubble, but we can do so many things to remove interferences. So we want to give you some suggestions, and I know that we've talked a little bit about that this morning as well. So go ahead and see what you've done to make those changes or what you inspire people to do. Well, I, I think I agree with you totally about living in a bubble. There is that uh, analogy that's used, and I, I, I believe that, it, yeah, you're right, it doesn't exist. You can't float around above all the storm and, and be in this sort of little spaceship that God is going to create for you. I, what I like, though, is the idea of being in a boat. I think we should be in a boat, all of us, that is protecting us. And yes, we're going to feel the waves. Uh, Noah felt them when he was in his boat. But God carried him through that flood. And God is going to carry us through this flood, too. And uh, we'll, we're still going to feel the ups and the downs, but we'll be safe if we stay in the boat. If we jump out into the world and say, hey, I can swim, I can surf, I can do all kinds of things on the water, we're going to drown. But uh, let's stay in the boat. And, and at the same time, let's not think of it as a castle. Uh, we've got actually a, uh, a battleship that is going to go against the gates of hell. That verse that we're uh, often taught about how Christ said to Peter, the gates of hell shall not prevail against this. It's actually not referring to the fact that we have a gate that Satan is trying to penetrate and he can't get through. What he's talking there is about Satan's gates are not strong enough to withstand the power of the gospel. And so as we go out with our battleship to invade Satan's territories and see him flee, uh, nothing that he puts up can, can resist us. You can use the simple analogy of a cardboard box. Every cardboard box made here in America has a strength test on it. It says how many pounds per square inch that box will withstand. And if you've got a really weak one, it's about 50 pounds. You have a really strong one, it's about 200 or more. Uh, look for that strength test. It's there. And no matter what kind of cardboard Satan puts up, no matter how big the number, it's still cardboard. And the gospel will penetrate that, and we get to be a part of that, and that's the greatest joy that you can know. 
So I think we have to realize that there are interferences too, though, that we can avoid in order to stay safe in that boat. We do have to watch out for drugs. I shared with you a verse that just amazes me from Proverbs. It's in Proverbs 10, verse 22. It says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. You know, whenever you take medications, and all drugs have a toxicity level, they have what's called LD50. That means at some point when 50% of the people are dying, this is really a bad drug. So they all have a lethal dose. Those drugs all come with side effects. And a person can be taking a drug, maybe they've taken it even for years. And when you then say, hey, do you think this could be part of your problem? Why you're now not sleeping? Why you're now constipated? Why you're having nightmares now? Do you think this, and they'll say, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I've been taking this drug for years and never had those problems. But they don't understand that the body acts like a filter. Well, that means that that drug has build, been building up in their body for years, and they now have a huge amount of that drug, and they very well may have finally reached the tipping point where they are experiencing all of these side effects, and they need to come off those drugs. When Jesus healed somebody, they didn't walk away with a limp. If they healed him of leprosy, they didn't say, man, I'm so glad I'm healed of leprosy, but I got this limp, but it's okay. At least I'm off my, I, you know, leprosy is gone. They were totally healed. They were totally restored. And God still does that today, supernaturally and naturally. Personally, when I see what happens naturally, sometimes I think it's still supernatural because it is amazing what the body can do when you give it what it needs and take away what it doesn't. Amen. And I'm glad you brought that topic up because the, the reality, as you guys know, um, I uh, unfortunately lost my mom on 18 medications and my sister at 47 from from you know all the things she was given for her depression her schizophrenia all these things i think are really were were caused by all the medications she had but nobody told them any different and so there's a time and place for things of course we always talk about that but even sometimes people think well i'm not on a drug but still taking ibuprofen and anvil for every little ache and pain and these um, you know are still medications that god didn't leave you advil deficient you know there's there's a cause <laughs> and so he would have put a button with that advil on it that you can press whenever you need it but that's the thing is that sometimes when there's these symptoms people just want to mask it instead of looking at why and so we always address you know like in my office with my patients we always talk about well god doesn't make junk so what is going on that's causing these symptoms or the problem is that sometimes people don't even have symptoms and you take my dad for example he thought he was healthy never been to a doctor or anything which is great you know in that aspect but then he had um, a heart attack left him paralyzed and he had no idea that he had clogged arteries or cancer is the same thing there's no symptoms until you get the diagnosis that it's spread or it's malignant and it's been there for years so when it comes to health we base our health on how you feel and in essence it's not about how you feel it's about how you function and and, and the function of your body you know resides in your nervous system so this is where we always come here and tell you you know if your nervous system is not functioning the way God designed. As a chiropractor, we know that every cell tissue and organ is orchestrated, but that power that God put in that nervous system to heal. So when we see interference to your spine, it's going to shut down that life potential to that cell tissue and organ. So like, for instance, I cut the nerve that goes to your heart. Logically, it shuts off. 
So if there's any, even a little bit of pressure on a nerve, it's literally dying slowly. So you take a hose, you, you uh, clip it, it's not gonna allow that water to feed the plant and the plant dies, not overnight, but eventually. So sometimes these issues like thyroid issues or gut issues can be coming from nerve interference. But even with the toxic, um, you know, like we even talked about medications or vaccines or stuff like that will also um, destroy the body with the gut issues. And we see it in autism today with kids. So there's toxins and there's nutrient deficiencies that need to be addressed. And this is where we want to empower you to start changing. First, trusting God's ways and God's healing but then also taking action and doing little by little those changes and maybe getting more informed, taking off the sunglasses or the blinders that sometimes we think that, you know, uh, it's not me or it's not gonna be me or if you already have issues that the only way is man's way through medications, that there's so many other options. So lastly here, we just wanna invite you um, to come and see what we can do to help you at our office. We give you the ability to do that for only a consultation of uh, $40, and you can always call me, and the number is 208-859-6170. Again, this is Dr. Rosie Main, Main Health Solutions in Meridian. I'm a chiropractor, but we look at the whole picture, and that's 208-859-6170. And lastly, I want um, Pastor Steve to give his information of how you can find him and follow him and uh, his information or even maybe call him so that he can encourage you to making these changes for your health. Sure, thank you, Dr. Rosie. Uh, uh, my phone number for a text or a call is 626-298-9484, 626-298-9484. And my website is newsilom.org, new, and then it's S. I L O A M dot org. Do you want to do one little bit of a scripture that people can follow for this? Sure, sure. Yes. Um, I think it's important if we read in Proverbs chapter 26, verse 3, it says, The curse causeless shall not come. The curse causeless shall not come. And we're looking at a curse that's spreading across our entire country, even the world of sickness, disease, and a lot of people are saying who should know the answer, we don't know why. We're studying it still. We're doing more research. But there is a cause, and it's due to lack of faith. It's due to nutrient deficiencies and toxicity, and God can fix all of that if we look to Him by faith. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening, and we'll talk next week. God bless. Bye-bye. Be sure to join us again next time for another edition of Maximized Living with Dr. Rosie.